Hello and welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here today with Lee Rose from Ace of Wands. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on. You've brought some bad songs for us to listen to. I'm excited to hear them. <laughs> I'm ex- I'm I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first start writing music? Um, so I started writing uh I guess when I was around 16, I joined a band with my brother and we called we were called Rival Boys and we started playing shows uh in in and around like the bars in Toronto and you know, fake IDs and all of that stuff. And it was a, it was, it was a scene. Um, but, uh, but my songwriting and with that project, I was, I was writing all the bass lines and I was singing all the leads on all of the, all, all the songs, but my brother Graham was the one writing all the lyrics. We played for a few years together and then I started writing songs for that band. And then it just kind of morphed from there when that band broke up. Ace of Wands started a couple of years later, and uh, I taught myself guitar. And so it was, it was, it's been a bit of a process, but uh, yeah. So I guess 15, 16 years have been writing, writing music of my That's own. That's great. Did you write stuff on your own? Were you writing like collaboratively, like with your brother a lot? Yeah, we were writing collaboratively. Um, I was I was listening to the tracks that we're gonna we're gonna hear on the show today mm-hmm. before coming on with you just now, and I was just remembering jamming on the different riffs and what the songs might have sounded like before there were vocals or anything added. And I have these really clear memories of just like. Yeah, being in a jam space, we rented for like an hour and uh, coming up with with different combinations of of things. And then Graham would go off and write lyrics and come back and I would sing them. And oftentimes they would be in the totally wrong range for my voice. So like having to kind of alter them to to fit with what I could do. And so it's funny, like some of these early recordings of Rival Boys music, I'm like really screaming at the top of my lungs because <laughs> I'm like not able to sing in the low register that he was singing in. And so <laughs> they sound a little bit unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's get into it then. Let's listen All right. To the first one. What's the first one that you're going to have us listen to? So this song uh, is off of a... Um, an EP that we recorded at an apartment in downtown Mm -hmm. Toronto. And we did it when I was listening to it again, this is from 2008. And I think we did it all live, like including the vocals, which because like we didn't know how to record. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, let's just do it all at once. And, uh, and so, yeah, the, the vocals are probably the worst part (laughs) because, um, yeah, because we were just like, yeah, I was just screaming to keep over, to keep, keep, get myself heard over the, the guitars and the drums. So it's a bit, it's a bit wild. It's called Mutual Feelings of Love. Oh, 
how how did you record it? So we did it. Um, we were we were all standing in a room together, and I think we were just like recording to an eight track or something like that. And uh, this song, I think, was like percolating around in our brains for a while and I think with this EP was one of those ones where we like we had seven songs so we're gonna record all of them even though some of them really probably aren't very good <laughs> yeah <laughs> This is one of the first bass lines that I had ever written, so I was like really stoked about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that's the, like the foot stamping on the floor. You gotta have that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these songs on this EP feel like we were like, couldn't decide whether we wanted to be like a punk band or a metal band or an emo band. And we just probably should have had a double kick pedal and, um, some more screaming, but... (laughs) (laughs) And always a build. We gotta have the build. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think all all of our songs on this record had some kind of extra instrumental tag which was completely right. unnecessary <laughs> okay let me you turn gotta, this off you gotta throw it in there you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so that was all that was from an ep you said yeah it was just a black a black ep we called it because we we made the covers ourselves and out of black cardstock and just you know put them together in our mom's workroom. room <laughs> mm-hmm. of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, are these are, are these next ones off of that same EP or off of different? Albums? The next the next ones are off of a different album. This was one that we actually recorded in a studio uh, that we and worked with like a producer, which was like the most magical experience. The first time yeah. working with with someone in a studio who I remember like his this producer's name is Mike Rocha, and he he's actually worked with Ace of Wands on the last releases that we've put out too. Mm-hmm. Um, and just walking into a studio with him and having him kind of like talk to the engineer and like describe like the microphone setups and like all the all the things that were going to be appropriate for this for this music and that was kind of like a revelation like we don't have to do this oh my god yeah it's so great to like be able to work with somebody who has like a clear vision for like the project that you're doing i for one of my older albums, I worked with a friend who's a producer and it was just, yeah, it was just so excellent to be able to do that. Cause he's like, I, these are my ideas. Like, this is my vision for the album. Like, this is how I'm going to make it cohesive. And I'm like, this is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it can be really hard to separate yourself from it. If, if you're writing the songs, especially you just get like in your own head about it. For sure. And I also feel like I don't, I don't know a lot of the technical jargon that goes into like describing how I want the snare to sound a certain way or like where I want the like the tones of them of the microphones for my voice or like I I don't know how to articulate that stuff some of the time and so having a producer understand what you're trying to do and then communicate that to engineers it's like invaluable support system (laughs) totally I think I feel like especially for me like 
trying to describe what I want the drums to sound like since I don't play drums at all. Yeah. It's like, I, I know what I want, but like articulating that can be so difficult. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's, and I feel like it's, it's hard. It's a, there as musicians, we wear a lot of hats anyway. And taking one of the jobs off the plate is really useful. <laughs> well, let's listen to this next one then. What's, what's it called? Okay, this next song is called React To It. It's off of a, our first, the Rival Boys' first full-length album that came out in 2011. 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was the first song that I wrote, like the lyrics for and the bass line for and all of the, um, all of the elements. So uh, that was really like a big deal for me at the time because <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, I had wanted to express certain things in lyrics and and like go that ex- go like a little bit extra um mm-hmm. on the on the songwriting process but I always felt a little bit intimidated by the whole process of starting and I think like being in a band with my older brother there was also a dynamic there that I found tricky to get out of like a lot of uh even though we were really per- like great friends there was still the feeling of like want I had the feeling of wanting to like impress him of course yeah (laughs) and and so I wanted it to be good I didn't want it to be like like pretentious or stupid and of course it's both of those things (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but at the time at the time we were into it (laughs) all right let's give it a listen So it's a very different vibe than the last song, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were sort of, we were expanding our emotional repertoire. funny with this with this song like I don't know whether it was because I wrote it or not but my brother had like this very minimal guitar part it was like he couldn't figure out how to fit himself into the song that I wrote uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know maybe I'm reading into that but <laughs> of places were you playing at this time when we were recording this stuff um we were playing all around like southern ontario uh in like in toronto and then also like little towns around we played a lot in guelph ontario and um made our way out to like uh kingston a few times and peterborough and like these like smaller towns but for the most part we were a real toronto band like we played 
places like the Silver Dollar Room and the, the Horseshoe and Lee's Palace and places like that. So the Smiling Buddha when it was still a thing. So yeah, we had a very devoted small group of fans who would follow us, which was nice. That's great. Also a lot of words in this song. Yeah. <laughs> I was like cramming them all in, my first song that I wrote. Another long instrumental. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's just tack on another 16 bars to the end, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> So you have one more track here? Yeah, we've got one more. Um, that's This is from the same record, and I picked this one because I always remembered it. I feel like it's the best song on, the, on that record. <laughs> but also, it was sort of what... Uh, like, if you, if, you're, if you listen to my current band, Ace of Wands music, it's, it's sort of the most similar in terms of how I found my, my singing style for like the louder kind of punkier songs that we do mm -hmm. it's short short and sweet so <laughs> it was like the, we were on the right path when we were re recording this song and then if you listen to the whole cd there are like i don't know like eight more songs with a bunch of instrumental builds <laughs> so you're close for for yeah you know the song yeah exactly <laughs> all right well let's give it a listen okay it's called fine lines that you wrote as well 
This isn't. No, this was, this was, uh, I think we collaborated a little bit on the lyrics. This was one of those songs mm-hmm. I think I remember that happening, which didn't happen too often. But yeah. Also, remember this was one that <laughs> when we were in the studio recording, the, our producer wanted me to sing in, in a kind of like whispery vocal that he would like layer in. And uh, uh-huh. so I was doing that, and then like I came into this control room and he was soloing it, and I was just like, oh god, no, stop. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I hate listening to my soloed vocals. <laughs> yeah. Never do, never do it in this, not in the control room while no, you're in the studio. No, no, no. Can't do it. It's really <laughs> no. bad. Really psychs you out. Yeah. Especially for like, yeah, I guess whispery stuff, but also for like louder, like vocals like that, listening to them soloed, I'm like, no, yeah, it sounds <laughs> terrible and insane and like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> How would you say your songwriting process has changed over the years? Uh, I feel like I've definitely gotten, it's like a combination of being a little less precious about it um, and not not needing to have everything kind of fit into like a pretty little metaphorical box mm-hmm. and uh and then also just more confident about what I'm trying to say in my songwriting like I think listening back to some of those old songs like I have no idea what those songs are about right. <laughs> like there's just I mean maybe they're about something but I also don't know that they are like they're just kind of word salad um at least that song react to it that we listened to the second one uh and I yeah I think it's like maybe some lines might mean something but I think now when I approach songwriting I definitely there is some kind of concept or image or like story that I'm trying to trying to share um and that's way more clear in my head and I think that 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 lends itself better to to just like the concepts and the and how the songs get get put a get like come across to people so yeah I think that's probably the biggest thing and then also just being a bit more sure of what I like in in music that I'm listening to I think as I get older the my tastes become a bit more clear and I can figure out with ease more ease how to how to draw from the music that I really love listening to and kind of apply it to the to the songs that I'm trying to write I feel like I definitely did the, I mean, absolutely did the word salad stuff when I was first writing music too. Mm-hmm. I just was like, what sounds cool? Yeah. What words, what words can I put together that'll make me sound like smart <laughs> and yeah. cool and mysterious or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 I mean, that's like why it's hard to connect to like a lot of my older material. Like it, not only is it embarrassing um, to listen to sometimes, but it's also like it wasn't coming from a place of like real emotion. You know, it wasn't coming from like a place that was like, that I, I have some older songs that were, but like a lot mm-hmm. of it was just like, it wasn't about anything. It wasn't yeah. connected to anything that I was actually even experiencing at that moment in my life. So Yeah, yeah. And I think, and it's funny how that can be, you can kind of feel that in the music, even though you might not totally. like know the person or know their story, but but there, if it's like there's like a hollowness to it, I guess. Uh, what have you been listening to lately? 
that you've been liking or drawing inspiration from? Yeah, I've been um, I've been listening to. I have a, a few kind of singer songwriters that I follow. Uh, Marika Hackman is one. She's a from so the UK. Good. Love Marika Hackman. <laughs> yeah, and I find her her songwriting kind of like this really appealing mix of of like fairly introspective and emotional music, but it's also kind of like doesn't give a fuck and is also like really uh, tongue in cheek at times, which I think is like a perfect mix. And uh, so I really love her stuff. I really got into Deep Sea Divers last record. I thought that was, that's been really fun to listen to. I listen to her in the car a lot. It's good driving music. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you everyone for listening. Bye. for listening. I've linked to Ace of Wands music in the episode description. You can find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you are someone who would like to be on the show, you can email me at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying listening to the show, we'd love it if you could write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Have a good week. Bye. Broken up in fragments, whispered quietly, sweetly, sweet. Feel the vibrations of the heartbeat. Feed my vanity with blushing cheek. Fear my judgments follow.